Sports Plus show Friday afternoon spread across the continent edition. Uh, I'm Joe joining you from Portland, Oregon. We've got Daryl. You're in Vermont this week. Yeah, Pomfret, Vermont, having a great time. Matt, uh, let um, me sh- look at my nails. I don't know if you can see them. You know, <laughs> my granddaughter's painted oh, wow. them. They're, they're awesome. That's 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 great radio. But yeah, yeah, it's great radio. <laughs> Matt, you're home in Agawam. I'm home. Yeah. Boring old me. I'm home here in Western Mass. I'm sure your wife would love to hear that tone of voice when you tell when you tell us that you're home. She's not home yet. I got the boys on the couch watching a TV show. How was school today? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. I actually I know we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this. I got my booster on Tuesday. Oh, good. So I actually I was very irritable and tired Wednesday. I was able to go to work. I never felt sick, but now my arm and my armpit is sore. Oof. So other than that though, I, it was work was fine today. Just couldn't really move my arms. Yeah, that was a problem I had the, like the second day after my second shot last time, but I'm I'm yeah. just due for my booster. I'll probably I get my booster Tuesday. It's not hard to get them here. There's clinics all over the place. Like I they they're doing them in the park right up the street, so I might just go up there at some point. Yeah, I did mine at CVS. Dave, you got your, oh, sorry. Let me introduce you before I start talking to you. We are joined. I think this is our first repeat guest in the history of the sports plus show. Uh, welcome back, Dave Hawk. Thanks for having me. And I'm, I'm honored to be uh, your first repeat. Well, but, but you don't live in our country, man. <laughs> he's the, he's the lucky one. We'll have to get is you it, a plaque. Does that make you an expatriate? Yeah. You know, well, you, you took your official step towards becoming a non-American. You want to you want to tell the world about that? Well, we, we're um, we have, we have to wait another month, and then we're uh, my wife and I will have our applications for permanent residency in, and uh, ho- hopefully, you know, in like six months or so, we'll have our maple cards, and then another few years after that, we'll have our uh, citizenship. What does the maple card entitle you to besides syrup? Uh, it's it's like a green card in the U.S., so it's just the sort of the next step to citizenship. Nothing, just healthcare. Yeah. So, Dave, are you? Um, does the insanity of uh, United States politicians drive you out? Uh, partially, and I, you know, I think the sort of constant fear of medical bankruptcy for me is uh, <laughs> is something that I'm sort of glad isn't in the background anymore. Yeah. 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 No, COVID with, if we had universal health care, COVID would have been much less of a problem here. And stupidity was the other problem that we had. Well, I think there, I think we still have, we still have stupidity up here too. And, and, and <laughs> Not as bad, not as bad. Yeah, but it's the same, it's sort of the same type of stupidity. And I think it comes from the same place. I mean, you know, you wouldn't think that people in Canada would have red hats that say "Make America Great Again," but like, <laughs> it exists. Really? But wait a minute, it's "Make America Great Again, Again," right? God, please, please not, please don't. But it's the same. It's the same city and rural divide, though, right, Dave? Like the the cities are progressive, then as soon as you get ten miles outside of anywhere, you hear you hear banjos. It seems to be less segmented in a way and and i mean especially like the way vancouver is set up and you know obviously i'm only you know speaking of my experience here and not like all of canada but the way the way vancouver is set up is just a lot different than boston in that it's both 
more and less dense. So you'll have the sort of suburban ring of cities. They have these big downtowns with these huge, you know, dense tower blocks and then sort of nothing for big stretches of whatever that municipality is. So I, the whole like. When you say nothing, you mean farmland? I, yeah, like there's farmland a lot closer to Vancouver city center than sort of Boston. And, you know, maybe right. Boston is just sort of an anomaly compared to the rest of the U.S., but it's it, it no. seems like you get you get out to nothing quicker here. And there's much less of this sort of suburban sprawl. And instead, the suburbs are, you know, dense. What do you have to do to become a permanent resident in Canada? Because I've been looking into it for Mexico and there's like income thresholds or um, or savings thresholds. And they're not not tremendous like the savings is $75,000 or $60,000 and the if you have you know $1500 a month in income you can you can live there for 4 years so what's the what's the standard what's the procedure for Canada it's a it's a points based system so based on like your education your ability to speak english or french uh your age if you have a job <sighs> Uh, so so me a, and Daryl are screwed. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> the age thing caps out at, I think, 29. So I'm already losing points, you know, every, every day. Oh, wow. Wow. Man, I'm in, I'm in serious negative territory. There. <laughs> I was going to say, Daryl, you're, you're, you're yeah. going to be digging out yeah. of a hole. Right. Right. I guess, just... That's pretty smart though. They don't want old, old guys like me because we just use lots and lots of medical care, you know, and then die. <laughs> well, and that's why I think all the medical refugees are going to South America, you know, going to going to Costa Rica or Mexico or uh, El Salvador or Brazil. <laughs> Brazil seems kind no, of not going to Brazil. Well, Brazil just seems kind of far. Like you can drive to to Nicaragua. You can't drive to Brazil. Not yet, at least. No, no hover cars. But anyway, <laughs> Dave, we, we brought you on because your hero has been the whipping boy of the last two weeks. And we were talking last week about, you know, about consequences and, you know, what, what his violation of the public trust should mean for his, I mean, it shouldn't mean anything for his football career, but what it might mean for his public career afterwards for his jeopardy hosting or Monday night football. Yeah. And we had, a, we had an argument about it. Matt thought it would have no effect whatsoever. Joe and I said he destroyed himself. Well, I think Matt said he, he said it shouldn't, I don't know. I don't think he necessarily said it wouldn't, yes. but, but, but I yes. you identify yes. who we're talking about, Joe, Aaron Rodgers, the guy who um, not, who kind of played the, Lance Armstrong of vaccination in that he not only didn't do what he was supposed to, he then compounded it by throwing everybody else under the bus who had by sort of not owning up to the fact that he did not get himself vaccinated. Wait a minute, wait a minute, before we give Dave a chance. so Before we beat but, Dave up any further here. But no, so if he was Lance Armstrong, the difference with Lance Armstrong is Lance Armstrong successfully sued people who told the truth. And one, that little creep. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it, it's it's to that degree, but I just wanted to poke a little bit at, at Dave's ribs there. So, so, Dave, why should we love Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I, I don't, I don't think you should. I, I, I think he's very <laughs> clearly sort of just a despicable person. Um, okay. It's, I, I mean, the vac, <laughs> the vaccine thing aside, like that's not great. But then he lied about it, and then his response was to go on a podcast 
and rant for oh, an gosh. hour for an hour and just check off every like conspiracy theory box you could find <laughs> and including I mean, um including he was allergic to the something in the in the, the only she could be the oh, only worst oh. podcast he could have gone on would have been alex jones that would have been the only no, worst he choice he could have made wasn't he yeah yeah but i'm saying the only worst choice he could have oh. made was alex jones i mean i i like and i i think the thing about him is there are all these comments that he's made for you know his whole career that sort of crystallize and it's like these little passes that i've been sort of able to give him <laughs> because you know he's a great quarterback and he's a quarterback for the packers and all of a sudden like no like i shouldn't have been giving him passes and all these things and like he really is just an abysmal person this is refreshing because we usually have to deal with Daryl. Like if he was a Celtic and this happened, Daryl would be would be flushing the vaccine out of his own body at this point with the Celtic covered colored glasses. So it's kind of nice to see fans who can take a hateful look at their own teams like me. But it helps when your team is stunk for most of your lifetime, too. I don't know. And, and Dave, I'm curious, like if you didn't think he was a horrible person before this. <laughs> what? I, and and I'm, I'm, I want to, I, is it because he didn't get vaccinated? He's horrible. Is it because he said he's immunized, immunized, immunized? I can't immunized, speak. Immunized. Immunized. Thank you. Is it because he said he's immunized? Is it because he went to a Halloween party? What has made him a horrible person? <laughs> because he didn't follow the rules for immunized, not immunized people at the, he didn't wear a mask. Okay, so we'll start by that. He endangered his teammates by not following protocol. So there's one. So okay. I, I mean, I, I think even even disregarding the COVID stuff, when you start talking about Joe Rogan and woke cancel culture, like it just paints a picture of a very very aggrieved person. And then you look at all the things he said, you know, publicly over the past ten years or the past fifteen years, and it's like this guy really is like just his worldview is so opposite of mine that i i don't want him to succeed all right so so so, no i just want to throw one thing he also he hid from a controversial stand hid from the the obvious pushback Mm -hmm. from a controversial stand by using this sort of hazy language and by evading questions so so there's two solid ones and then you've got you know dave's other side of it where if you're a you know if you're the kind of person who values public health and public trust. These are gross violations of both from somebody who's terribly influential. So that is a, you know, again, we were all sort of like, I understand the objection to us all sitting in judgment that he's a terrible person. I get that. We're not saying he's a terrible person. We're saying these are terrible things that he's done. He's a terrible person. I'm saying it. Okay. Can I, I, all right, hear me out guys. And, and, Hear me out. I, I, I totally give you and, and I where I think Rogers messed up is hiding behind it. I, I totally agree with that. I, I have more respect for a Kyrie Irving who's going to be like, nope, I, this is what I believe right. in and this is what I'm sticking to. I have more respect for that, but I'm not, you know. But you guys are saying he endangered all these players. He actually got it from a vaccinated player in Devontae Adams. Daryl, right before we were on there, you were just saying how 
Vermont and Massachusetts have pretty good vaccination rates, and yet, yet it's spiking. So right. I don't Which think it's necessary. Hold on. But so I don't think it's fair to say that he is endangering all these people just because he's unvaccinated. We He got it from a vaccinated player in Devontae Adams. So what people, I meant— so then why is anyone getting am i lying no so why is anyone getting vaccinated then that that's a fair question too to have right oh so matt's kind of anti-vax folks no but see that's another thing we just lost nine of our 12 listeners no so the thing is though when i when i said endangered his teammates i meant he's screwing up the season by getting kicked out of the game he's a he's a good quarterback and if he was truthful, it wouldn't. He would. They wouldn't be in this situation. But I, I mean, and I, I think I think he and also he's spreading people. The people who are going attending the press conferences, the press, which is the violation that you know I think yep. they decided to get him on, and now they're actually going to make you know players from every team wear masks during press conferences, which they haven't been all year because the NFL is a joke. But the press is attending that press conference, assuming everyone there not wearing a mask is vaccinated mm-hmm. right that, that is i mean that's willfully putting people in harm's way just because he doesn't want to get vaccinated or wear a mask and i mean matt, I, he, I mean, matt hates the press though anyway so he did it at team meetings too so he endangered his teammates yeah, and and but whether, again, I, I don't whether, whether we're going to get into the science of whether an unvaccinated or whether a vaccinated person can spread the virus, we know they can, but we also know that the their ability to if you're vaccinated, your ability to catch and transmit it is much less. And if he had been vaccinated, he would be putting his teammates at less yeah. risk. And I'm not going to. There's no way you can tell me that they can tell you that Devonte Adams gave it to this guy who gave it to this guy. We don't know what the we still don't know what the incubation period of this is, what the contagion contagious period of it is. We still aren't really sure what the surface transmission is like everything we're doing to prevent it is sort of a guess. So if if you don't take these measures, even if you know they're only half measures or three quarter measures, that's endangering your teammates. So that in in, by itself is is a problem before we even get into the misleading stuff. I'm going to try to, I I have, I'm I'm (laughs) seeing this bigger, like, and it's just how my mind, and I'm going to, I'll try to get into it, but I agree with you, Joe, there's a lot of guesswork here. COVID, we're still guessing on some things. COVID has been around longer than a vaccine. And, and this is why I, it's not anti-vax for me. I just, before the show started, I got my booster. I believe for me, for my family, it is in my best interest. But there's a lot of guesswork or someone could be thinking there's, what could putting this vaccine in my body do? So that's where I respect somebody's choice to get vaccinated or not. And I'm not going to call them a bad human because but that's not the, no, that's not, not the, it's because, because he didn't do the other things. It. It's because he didn't do the other things. It's not because he didn't get vaccinated. It's because he thought he was the exception that could get not vaccinated and then just spit on everybody. That's the problem yes. we have. I, I, I can, I, I agree with that. Like, and that's what I'm saying. I, it's bigger to me, but, and Dave, I know you're our guest and I know you want to, you got something <laughs> we're to never, say. We're but. never going to give him a chance to talk, poor guy. <laughs> he can get his own show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, and go ahead, Dave. I'll let you talk. You're our no, guest on our no, show. I, mean, I, I think it's, 
if he doesn't want to get the vaccine, that's fine. I think one, you know, he should be upfront about it. Two, he should be wearing a mask. He shouldn't mm-hmm. be going to Halloween parties with people who, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll give him this. His teammates probably knew he wasn't vaccinated. I, you know, it, and if if they didn't, it's sort of a whole no, another level of bad. But there are people who are you know, who are going to these parties, going to events with Aaron Rodgers, who assume they're going with someone mm-hmm. who's, you know, at least thinking about them to a level that sort of everyone else, you know, 70% of society in the U.S. has decided, like, this is how I will take care of other people. And if you're the 44th guy on that roster, you're not going to say anything if Aaron Rodgers isn't wearing a mask in a meeting. I mean, Aaron Jones' dad died this summer from COVID. Wow. What, like... I don't. How do you how do you respond to that? He even even him who's a, he's a starting running back. What what can he say to Aaron Rodgers? No, I I I, I, I agree with that. I just I think it's unfortunate. And and you know Aaron Aaron Rodgers was kind of right in where I know you guys don't like the Pat McAfee show. I guess I've actually never I've never seen it, but you know he he was like look the right is going to try to champion me the left is going to try to to cancel me and i'm just trying to play ball and he, he was kind of right in that no. i mean i think I, I think he was right in his mind but i i think it's sort of yeah, right. this is this is the perfect <laughs> yeah. example of what cancel culture is cancel culture is aaron rodgers getting yelled at on twitter the most powerful you know person in his sport right getting yelled at at twitter getting very upset about it, feeling extremely aggrieved, complaining about it, and then ultimately not losing sponsorships. He's going to start this week against Seattle. He's, there's, he's not actually facing any repercussions. No, he's lost one sponsor, and, he, and he'll probably lose State Farm. I really believe he will. They, they came out with a statement saying that he that they weren't going to – they came out with a statement saying they weren't going to stop paying him anyways. He's not canceled from football, but I mean, it, it was your guys, Daryl and Joe. You got you thought he would have a canceled post football career because of this. I think he's. I think his credibility is damaged. If he wants to go into politics or the media, people are going to look back at this and say, "You, you, do not trustworthy." These are ethical violations, oh, I, right? I, do you I, agree I, that these are? Do you agree, agree, Matt, that these are ethical violations? No, I, I get that, but I, I don't think it should be something. I mean, look at what Schefter. Schefter just. I actually, I, I meant to send it to you, Joe. <sighs> Our, our favorite ESPN reporter, oh. um, Schefter had to come out again with another apology with the Dalvin Cook story. On how oh, I didn't he, see this. No, we'll, we'll maybe get into that later. I, I just okay. want to. What do you think? Of, what do you think of Rogers' future? Has he heard it? I mean, I, I I think he's setting himself up for a congressional run in Wisconsin. I I mean, I I think this plays to people in rural Wisconsin. Honestly, I. I think like, yeah, I would hope that he would, you know, be harmed by this. But when you're just sort of listing off talking points from like right wing nut jobs and it's clear that he has like this very libertarian sort of me for myself worldview, you know, some Republican stooge is going to be like, hey, Aaron Rodgers, do you want to be governor of Wisconsin? And he'll probably win. Oh, God. I sadly, you're right. And you know what? I oof, you, it could oh. go further than that. I mean, you think about it. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised we haven't elected a famous athlete president yet. And it's coming. Well, we've had uh, we've had famous pro wrestlers be governor. Herschel Walker's <laughs> running for office. Well, and, uh, you know, um, who's uh, Dave DeBuscher, right? 
Who's this? No, who's he the senator? Great, yeah, Dave Nick Bush senator. Yeah, yeah. He was a great senator. Yeah. So there. I mean, Africa, New Jersey. Did not. And the guy Heath, Heath Schuler too, right? The quarterback from Tennessee. Didn't Bill Bradley run for president? Oh, Bill Bradley, yeah. not, not Dave DeBush or Bill Bradley. Bill Bradley, uh, right, right, right. Bill Bradley. I really should know. I really Thank should remember there. that being from New Jersey. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the correction. Well, I was like ten when that happened. So, so Matt, so, what you're saying is basically ethics don't matter. No, I don't. I'm sorry. No, I love I, I love putting words in your mouth to make you sound bad. Let me humor me for a minute here, guys. Let me dig a hole deeper. <laughs> no, because see, here's here's how I, I approach thing. My perspective on a lot isn't, and, and Daryl, you might understand that. Like, I don't look at, as a teacher, when you're trying to deal with a behavior, if you focus on that behavior, you're not going to change it. You have to get to the root of why that behavior was there, right? Quick, like, if, if, if Joe and I were buddies – and we're, we're second graders, we're playing at recess, and I get mad and I hit Joe. And the recess para, she yells at me, don't hit, keep your hands to yourself, brings me back to Mr. Clark. Mr. Clark's yelling at me, you know, Matt, you got to keep your hands to yourself. You can't hit. Hitting is bad. Okay, all true, but then tomorrow I'm going to get mad and I'm going to hit Joe again, right? And it's not until you understand that the reason I'm hitting Joe is because I have no other friends. Joe's my only friend and I don't know how to make other friends. So when Joe wants to play with other people, that makes me mad. When you're dealing with student behavior, right? That's how you address. You're not going to yell at me to stop hitting. You have to address and teach me how to make better friends. Right. So you you get at the root. And I'm, this is not a joke, but that the, the, the way you described like being yelled at, that's how, that's how Daryl and I were raised. Like that's how, that's how we were, that's how things were dealt with on the playground when we were in school. Yeah. And, and you know, that is not how education is dealt with now. So that's how I approach things. And I kind of, and so now to make the the parallel and I'm using Aaron Rodgers as an example, but the big picture is we have people who are unvaccinated for whatever reason. And if we want to get them vaccinated, we can't yell at them and just say, you should be vaccinated, you should be vaccinated, right? I, I see the issue is a distrust in government, is a distrust in our leaders. And I actually think, it, it I, I see that as an issue. Maybe not Aaron Rodgers is, is doing it just be, for his political beliefs, but I, I, that's, I see the bigger picture. And, and I feel like rather than us as people coming together to say, well, we need to hold our politicians more accountable to be honest and trustworthy. We've let our politicians throw us in a divide to think half of the half of our country is evil because they're not vaccinated or half of our country is evil because they're this class or half of our country is evil because of where they were brought up. And I don't know, that that's just sort of, I just see the the, the vaccine playing a role in politicians continuing to divide. And that I, I just see it as a distrust in government. 
But I don't think it's it, they don't need the vaccine to do this. They they, they would have seized on whatever is in front right. of us. They, that's what they do. It doesn't it wouldn't. I understand that this has been a, a particularly easy way to, to make that wedge deeper, but it wouldn't it doesn't have to be the vaccine. It would be if there was no covid crisis, there would be something else. There was no, and, there, and, and, there, yeah, there was so always like, something before. There will always be something afterwards. And that, that's kind of like my thing. And David, like I mean, I'll be interested to hear your point of view, because like you smartened up and like, Hey, Canada, what's up? You know? <laughs> and, but what, when are we going to sit there and be like, all right, politicians, like we elected you. And yet you are the ones like Joe said, whatever's in front of us, they're going to throw it in our face. Like that's my distrust in government. Well, and here's the thing, Matt, until we until we stop electing lawyers and business people and start electing teachers and, you know, doctors and nurses and firefighters, that's what we're going to have. And that's 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 the only power we have is is to not vote for rich idiots. Right. But wait a minute. Can we go back to Aaron Rodgers a minute? Because that's where this discussion is really talking about. The issue with Aaron Rodgers has nothing to do with politics. It has total to do with misleading. Yes. People. That's the only issue. He misled but, vicious I mean, no, no, but Matt, that takes he it beyond the stuff that you're talking about. It's, he said, I'm immunized in answer to your vaccinated. And, and he knew, and people fell for that garbage, you know, because why <laughs> wouldn't they? He's, you know. And, and that's the issue. It has nothing to do with I, conservatives. No, it has nothing to do with it. It is simply lying and hiding behind a lie. And then when you get caught, not admitting that he made a big mistake. He never admitted anything. That's what it's about. Fair. And, and you're right. It is about misleading. But then we can even let's ask the question, OK, who did he mislead us? Who does yes. he care about us? Did he mislead his teammates? Did he mislead, yes. like, that's, but, but like, I don't know, Dave, if you're the Packer fan, throw some insight if you have any, he did his teammates know he was vaccinated or not? Like you, you seem to think they, they probably did know he was unvaccinated. I, I, so my understanding of the situation is they, they did. And that, you know, supposedly he was following some protocols, but I mean, there's still plenty of people that he's been walking around, you know, who, including again, all those reporters who have to have assumed he was vaccinated. And I, I mean, I, I just think there, even if he's just misleading sort of the general public, I, I mean, I think it just speaks to his character that, you know, he can just say I'm immunized and either, you know, I think the funnier, the funnier reason of him saying is I'm immunized is that he's such a crackpot. He actually thought that, you know, snorting <laughs> crystals or doing whatever he was doing was actually immunized, you know, immunized him. Um, but it's just, you know, what did he have like a, a, a like a vitamin D regimen or like, do you know what I haven't read? He was up. taking I, I, ivermectin. Uh, well, he, he was taking ivermectin when he was sick, but I, I think he had some like homeopathic, um, you know, thing. And I, you know, Joe, you know, me and you are on, uh, in the Pacific, you know, Northwest where I think the flavor of sort of anti-vaxxism is broadly a little bit different there's sort of it's, this it's, sort of it's it's left and right yeah, yeah it's yeah. on both extremes yeah I, I, you for know sure. i think I'm, i think you know in, in rural oregon you probably have more of that sort of traditional or not traditional that right-wing anti-vax sentiment but i'm sure in portland there are a lot of people with sort of health food stores who have been sort of yep uh and broadly anti-vax about sort of everything since rfk2 existed right 
Yeah, the, you know, the, with the free range kids, absolutely. And it's, you know, they're vocal too. So it's not, you can't assume that someone's conservative just because they're not willing to take the vaccine or, or whatever these circumstances are. But again, Matt, like Rogers takes it beyond the standard. And that I think we all agree that there's room for that argument. If you don't, you have these objections to the vaccine, fine. But if you're going to make that choice, then you have to take the measures that come with it, which include it. I mean, wearing a mask around 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 reporters. And I, I, I agree there. I agree there. And Matt, if he had said, I'm not going to get vaccinated because I do think it would be harmful to my health. I have no problem with that. Fine. You know, but own it. But, but own no, it. I, and again, I, I, I agree. Don't lie. He, he didn't lied. Own it. You but can't then, believe. He but lie. now, but you don't believe him when he says I'm allergic to it. So why would you have believed it earlier? It you doesn't guys matter. Have, you no, haven't I, been supportive of Kyrie Irving. I'm, wait, 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 say on Rogers. The problem is he, I, I've been supportive he, of Kyrie misled. Irving because he's because yeah. he's accepting the consequences of his decision. Yeah, both I'm financially and, right, and gonna, to his to his public his you know public image. He's he's accepted all that. He's going to miss half the season. I'm going to I'm going to replay our our show when you guys were calling him stupid and foolish because he he was getting suspended for for the league. So I I'm pretty sure you guys were but, but that's exactly it. Kyrie just get vaccinated so you can play side of it. It's it's because, I'm I'm still I would say the same thing about Rodgers that he's stupid for not being vaccinated. He should. It's best for his team. I respect their choices as human beings to not do it. I don't agree with them. I still think it's stupid. Yep. But I they, they're allowed to do but it. He, but he when was you're, honest. If you're going to do that, don't do th- and follow the protocols. There'd be no problem. Right. Exactly. Don't ignore the measures that are there to protect other people right so I, I broadly agree with all that and i i think it's interesting to sort of think about it so last week i think right before the rogers story broke henry ruggs drunk drove at 170 miles an hour and killed someone yeah if you listen to our show you would have heard us talk about this for about 20 minutes last week <laughs> well but, uh, i, I mean the, the problem with drunk driving is isn't that you know i mean yes you're harming yourself but you're putting other people at risk that, that's sort of the same thing Rogers is doing, especially by then lying about it. So I, I think we should be treating his actions the same way. I mean, he's affecting probably more people. Dave, I wish you had a mic to drop right there, there with that one. That was pretty good. <laughs> but good point. So that's really, Matt, what it is. It's not the fact that he didn't get vaccinated. It's the way he handled it, the misleading way he handled it. And that's what I meant. That's why I brought up Lance Armstrong because it's yeah. just like on a, again on a broad on a broad sense, it it was the mistake was bad enough, but a lot of people had made that same mistake. It was the compounding of the mistake after the fact, and and the fact that it it, it jeopardized other people's livelihoods and health. And and also, Matt, if I can take the Lance Armstrong thing a little further, Lance Armstrong really was a great person to many many people. His support of cancer was he really helped a ton of ton of people so when he did his big lie it really really damaged him and and damaged his cause yeah no and daryl and i i've talked to you about this at right at lance armstrong's beginning of his big run that's when my sister was had her first diagnosis of of cancer at the age of 12 and so for my family my mom lance armstrong's message was very inspirational so i i totally get it and look I, we we can go around in circles. I get I don't disagree that he was misleading. Dave, I agree by doing that 
he gave others maybe a false sense of of uh, safety. I get that. I just I'm not willing to be like I'll never trust him again. Like I don't know. I just I'm not I'm not there to say he shouldn't be in a conversation to host Jeopardy or he shouldn't be allowed to be an ESPN analyst. I, you know, everybody, I just, I'm not there. That's I, I, Well, I'm not saying that, well, first of all, none of us are, are in any position to say whether he's going to be allowed to do any of these right. things anyway. Yeah. We're, we're, we're allowed to, you know, participate in the consumption of those things to what, whatever degree of disgust we have to suppress. And that's, you know, the thing is, three years from now when he retires from football, no one's even going to remember. First of all, we might, might not have a functioning society in three years to even care about it. So Please, don't say that. It just, um, it's, uh, it, I think w- whenever this comes around, there are going to be people like me who still look at him and say, eh, I just, I can't, I can't listen to the guy. I can't trust him. You know, like, like, again, I keep, we keep bringing up Jeopardy, but like Maya Bialik, who just finished her little stint as um, like interim host. And now that she's gone and Ken Jennings is back on, I realize how much more I'm enjoying watching the show because I'm not thinking about all the stupid and awful things that she said in public when she's trying to, you know, read off clues for Jeopardy. So, you know, I, but for some reason I can ignore the, the, the ridiculous offensive tweets that Ken Jennings made when I watch him host Jeopardy. So again, I'm a pretty good compartmentalizer. I don't know what that means for Aaron Rodgers future, probably nothing. But David, so what does uh, Rodgers have to do to be able to play Sunday? I think he just needs to test negative twice. twice. I think, I think, I think he should be able to start practicing with the team on Saturday. Um, I and it's sort believe... of assumed that, you know, oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I believe he has to pass two negative, two he negative has to two. have two negative results that are 24 hours apart. Right. So he would need to have one today. Right. And then right. another negative tomorrow. Given those two, he'll be able to play on Sunday. And if he's eligible, he's playing, right? They're not going to hold him out just because he hasn't practiced. Right. No, 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 yeah. According not. to the coach, I mean, he he obviously hasn't been at any live practice, but he's still participating in his post practice meetings via Zoom and things like that, breaking did, down plays. And Dave, so didn't still, uh, Green, Green Bay lose a winnable game last week? The yeah, so they, I mean. Jordan Love looked like he was making his first career start and the special teams totally collapsed. I, I mean, they, they lost almost 13 points because of special teams. They had a blocked field goal, a missed field goal, and a, a muffed punt within the 10-yard line. So, you know, Jordan Love didn't look good, but, it, you know, it should have been like 13-10 or something. And, and wasn't wasn't Green Bay 8-1 eight and, eight and one at that time? Uh, seven and one, yeah. Seven and one, yeah. Which, so, which I think to me is the most frustrating part of this because I, I, a hundred percent feel, um, less compelled by watching Aaron Rodgers than I did two weeks ago, and this is the best. This is the best defense the Packers have had, you know, since they won the Super Bowl in 2010. The team is starting to get healthy. I mean, they they should be the best team in the league, and so, they lost so, one game because he couldn't get right. a vaccine already. So give me give me two predictions. One is if he returns this week and plays the rest of the season. And the second one is if he's out, you know, what do you see happening to green Bay? If he's out for several more weeks, say. 
I mean, the division is so bad. I I think they can still probably win it. And, you know, which would get them in the playoffs. Yeah. Which which is sort of all that matters uh, because even losing that one game now with the Rams and Arizona playing so well, it's going to be really hard to get that one seed and, you know, home field advantage, which is sort of the only thing now that there's only that one bye week. So. So I have, I have a part three to that. Uh, Is he a Packer next season? I really hope not. Wow. So, and what about like he, he wanted to be traded last off season, right? Yeah, he and the reports that they were pretty close to trading him either to Denver or San Francisco. I, I, yeah, he he had a lot of was a lot of consternation this past off season, and you know ultimately they were sort of able to keep him, and they brought on Randall Cobb to sort of appease him. So Dave, we tr- we try to limit our fantasy football talk to 15 seconds every three weeks, but he's killing both mine and Matt's fantasy season. Is he killing yours too? No, I, I try not to uh, draft any Packers. So it's not you know a, a double negative. Yeah, smart. I do the same thing with the Giants as yeah. a Giant fan. I I tried uh, a because they all suck. They're also the Giants. So yeah, like. that's why I don't draft any Jets because they're all terrible. Yeah, fair. But even like Saquon Barkley, uh, I I actually I he's been hurt, but it's tough because then you're your fan. Oh, I want him to do good. So I'll put him in my starting lineup. So I get that. I, I think he's gone. I don't think he's a Packer next year. And I actually think I, at first I thought all of this would keep him in green Bay because it's a safer spot for him. As far as, you know, fans he's revered in, in green Bay. Um, but then even hearing reports this morning about the Packers, kind of lowballing Odell Beckham, um, not willing to get creative with trying to bring him into Green Bay. I think that's going to be Aaron Rodgers saying, look, you had an opportunity to get me Odell Beckham Jr. And So um, I, I actually saw a follow-up tweet about that. So the way that the Rams structured his contract, they added bonuses based on their performance. Since the Rams weren't in the NFC um conference championship game last year the cap they that performance bonus is assumed they won't hit it so had the packers sort of structured the contract the same way it would have been assumed that they would hit that performance bonus so they actually didn't have the same type of you know cap maneuverability huh interesting that's interesting that's interesting no i mean i mean i think broadly like as a packers fan even without this there's a question of would you rather have sort of Devontae Adams or Aaron Rodgers next year because there's sort of no way you can have both. And then the following year, Jair Alexander, uh, the cornerback, is also going to need to be- get paid. So, But so answer your first question, which one for next year would you rather have? I mean, I mean, at this point, definitely Devontae Adams. <laughs> <laughs> but quarterbacks are hard to get. It's hard to get good quarterbacks. I, you know, I'm I'm 30 years old and I've seen Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, so I assume Jordan Love is going to be an even better quarterback <laughs> and probably like a neo-Nazi secretly. Or <laughs> <laughs> no, but wow. as a, I'm a big Patriots fan, and all I've ever known is um, is Brady. You know. It's been amazing. Well, no, that's uh, Daryl. You know, like Daryl LaMonica and, you know, no, actually, Sammy Baugh. And, you no, know, yeah, you were there when they invented the forward pass. <laughs> no, but here's what I was at. My uh, uncle took me when I was a teenager, took me 
before um, the, I think it was the Boston Patriots or the, the it was the Boston Patriots, I think, before um, they had a stadium, he took me to watch the Patriots. It was at Fenway Park. And Fenway Park is a terrible place to watch a baseball game. It was even worse <laughs> to watch a football game because you're like, and the, other, the only thing I remember, I was like, I don't know, 12, 14. And um, the thing I remember, it was cold, really cold day. And um, I had never had a drink in my life. And between every play, you turn around and all the men, which were <laughs> the whole audience, were pulling their flask out and tipping it up and it was like what this is what this is what adults do <laughs> yeah giant stadium was like that in the 80s hey joe push our breaking news button Ooh. okay well <laughs> all right if you got breaking news hit it but i got one a revisiting of an old topic i want to hit too so go ahead okay well i real quick breaking news friday afternoon i right before we went on the show but i'm just seeing it now john gruden suing the nfl and roger Good. goodell Good. Oh God! How he, do you feel like Gruden's in the right here, Daryl? No, no, no. I want to ask Dave this. Dave, do you think on these six hundred and fifty thousand emails that the only disgusting ones were by Gruden, and that Daniel Snyder had no disgusting emails? Oh, of course. I mean, Daniel Snyder, the guy who trafficked women to uh, the you know Caribbean islands for other owners. What kind of emails could he possibly have? But Dave, my point is that he's probably smart enough to not put that right. stuff in email, is, or at least oh, not put it in his I, team well, email. He's got some sort of like he's got some. I, I, I don't. Th I don't think you know that much about Daniel Snyder, though. He's got some sort. Of, he's got some hotmail account that he's had since 1984 that he uses for so, that stuff. But I mean, I, I think Joe. I think you being an intelligent individual. Oh, thank you, Matt. You're welcome would would say you're smarter than that but i do think there's something to be said to like a narcissistic type of behavior or personality where it's like i don't need to protect myself because i'm a protected individual you know what i mean so i think there's something there so this what what uh, gruden is saying is that the nfl and goodell targeted him and yes. there's no ex there is no explanation or justification for why gruden's emails were the only ones made public out of 650,000 emails collected in the NFL's investigation of the Washington football team. One million Amen. percent Amen. in agreement with that. I would love if they were all made public tomorrow. And I yeah. love that that's what this is going to do, that we will all. Oh, and you know what? So. I'm going to spend some time going through these 650,000 <laughs> emails. And I'm going to find, I'm going to, I'm going to read every one of Daniel Snyder's emails. You'll Not be as old as me. I feel it's necessary to point out that Daniel Snyder owns a football team that was a racist slur. So yeah. uh, how, 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 you know, how much does he really think he needs to hide anything? Daniel Snyder's emails are going to say, Hey, John Gruden, check my hotmail account. Like, <laughs> that, that's what it'll say. But the NFL was like, Oh, it wasn't an NFL email. So we won't check the hotmail account. Who, okay, released, who released Gruden's emails? That, that's, that's what Gruden is alleging is that it was, it was, he was targeted by Goodell and the NFL. It had to be. It had to be. I, I did. I disagree, Daryl. It could have been anyone. There's there are thousands of people who could have had somehow had access to these okay. emails. Who, who, it didn't necessarily. I don't think it necessarily came from the top. Who broke, I think it was somebody who, who wanted the story though. Was uh, it the probably Schefter. Sports Illustrated, I think. I think it, I it might know. have been the Post. Not sure. 
I'll tell them go back and you want you want to Google oh, that, Matt? Well, I, so I'm I'm scrolling quickly, so this might be out of context, but it says on October 11th, the New York Times reported many more. Pro- oh no, many more problematic emails sent by Gruden. So that isn't the yeah, Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. There was that first email which was like bad, and then sort of the torrent of emails a couple the, of days later. The right? Demora Smith one, right? Was that, that the first so one? Yeah, bad. yeah. The Wall Street Journal first reported on October 8th, Gruden had used a racial trope to describe NFL PA executive Demora Smith. Yeah, just your standard, um, you know, black racism. It's, you know, yeah. nothing, nothing, nothing surprising um, there. So there you go. Gruden is suing the NFL. More to come on that, folks. Listen up next week because I'm sure we'll have more. So I, I wanted to dredge up something old. Um, and uh, back to one of Daryl's favorite topics, the racist Celtics. We're, we're sort of <laughs> sort of speculating on, because it's sort of, it's stuck in my head. Are you talking about the team that had the first black coach in history? <sighs> no, I'm talking about the team that had um, eight white players and five black players on their championship team in 1986 when the rest of the league was 75% black. I'm talking about the team that when I, I randomly, so I took three years. The team that started the first, team that had five black players starting that team right, and also also kept also in uh, 1992 had nine white players and nine black players when the rest of the league was 75 percent black the team and was the greatest 19- player in history uh left the state because his home city was so racist to him as he won 13 championships <laughs> And uh, the third year, so that was 1992. It was nine and nine. And then the, the, the actually the worst thing that happened was D. Allen, this really good guard, he got um, like thrown on the ground by police and and you know and and just really mistreated. Um, no, there's no doubt that Boston has been a racist city. That Celtics, you know, the whole every the Red Sox were the last team to integrate. And their first black player was Pumpsy Green. They had to look a long ways to find the worst black player they could find. <laughs> you know. So you think they set him up to fail? Is that no? They, but they just—he was not a great player, Pumpsy. That's funny. I honestly never heard the name Pumpsy Green until right. you you say it every three weeks on the show, yeah. which is great. <laughs> so, like, but, uh, you know, but wait a minute. Like, I think maybe Dave will have. I know you guys have no sympathy for me, Matt and Joe, but maybe <laughs> Dave will have a slight because, Dave, if you're a fan, you sort of look at things through rose colored glasses. You know, you sort of forgive transgressions and you look at the bright side. And that's honestly, I admit, that's what I do. I admit it. I mean, I think it's pretty clear Dave doesn't. He doesn't with Aaron Rodgers, at least. Yeah. Well, he, I actually, you know, I think I sort of did for you know, 15 years with Aaron Rodgers. I sort of look past, he, cause again, he he's always said things that sort of paint him as someone who's sort of chronically aggrieved and, you know, kind of a jerk. And it turns out he <laughs> really is. He's kind of a jerk. <laughs> so what do you call those cheese, cheese colored glasses? Yeah. The cheese, tin glasses. <laughs> cheese head, cheese head glasses. Yeah. So what else we got, Matt? You got a list for this week? Um, Dalvin Cook. Oh, go for it! I hadn't heard anything about this. You haven't heard this? No, me neither. Go for it. Oh my goodness! I we don't have enough time to really get into it. Um, er, one night this week there was a report that Dalvin Cook was a victim of domestic abuse and extortion. 
Then the next morning, it turned out that there were text messages and pictures released of Dalvin Cook's ex-girlfriend with bruises on her face and apparently some text messaging going back and forth between, it appears, a Dalvin Cook and her and him saying, I'm sorry, um, you know, whatever. So basically, this is this is going to be what seems like a pretty long, nasty legal battle. Dalvin Cook is claiming he is he is innocent and the truth will come out and he is being extorted. And this ex-girlfriend uh, is saying that she was abused by him and, and suffered a concussion. So as of now, the he it looks like he's on pace to play. He's been at practice. The league is, is the, not really The NFL much. does not hold anybody out. I think there's a little bit, um, and I think you alluded to this earlier, and it actually connects to the uh, Washington football team story. Uh, Adam Schefter basically just, uh, he when he released, uh, he tweeted about it to sort of that, he tweeted something that was clearly verbatim written by Dalvin Cook's legal team or, <laughs> you know, his agent. Um, <sighs> as, you know, Schefter is one to do, as we've seen from other reporting from <laughs> Washington football team, uh, that, you know, basically just saying that Dalvin Cook was the victim here. And then <laughs> a few hours later, you know, uh, I think the Minneapolis paper had this breaking news that was sort of, you know, about, wait, that's a totally different story. <laughs> so it's just the, yeah, so, this sort of continued wow. decline in uh, Adam Schefter's, you know, already non-existent morals is also. So what it, what it appears, and I want to be, careful not to make any accusation because I, I clearly am, am kind of just reading a few articles on this, but what it appears is, is that news was breaking that Dalvin Cook had abused his ex-girlfriend and she suffered a concussion. He tried to get ahead of it in a, in a way that he was the victim and is now being extorted. Schefter went along with that and now there's some other stuff. So this happened uh, maybe what, Tuesday or, or Wednesday. Yeah, I think this happened Tuesday night. This happened because um, I remember sitting at work Wednesday, kind of trying to, to piece things all together. So this this broke Tuesday night. Um, so it'll be interesting. It, it it compares a little bit to Deshaun Watson in a sense that. It, information is coming out and, and you're awaiting trials and things like that. And I think if doubt, if Deshaun Watson was going to play, the league might suspend him for it. <laughs> but it, it appears at least for this week, the league is not suspending Delvin cook. They're going to let him play. So we'll see. The league suspends nobody. No, <laughs> yeah, not for, not for this stuff. And certainly not for, yeah. not for long. Yeah. I, I do think if, if I, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this year, Dalvin Cook does get suspended. Um, oh, for the that, off season? <laughs> no, no. I'm saying by the end of the, like a, a portion of this, I, I do I, because I, I do think history will tell you that the NFL has been way too reactive instead of proactive. I, I There's no argument in that. They are way too reactive. I think it'll depend if a video is public 
then then he'll he'll get you know a real hefty uh, two game suspension if there's no public video then well what i didn't realize is that he's not eligible for the exempt list because he hasn't been charged criminally because it's just a civil proceeding they he's not even eligible for the exempt list so the team is kind of their well i would say their hands are tied they the team could suspend him if they wanted to but But, you know and the thing is i mean i will admit that it's really tough, you know, like, because if you get accused of something, you know, should you still be able to perform your job or not? You know, it's really, it's not a cut and dry thing. I, I get it. I but, mean, even, uh, even beyond that, I, I've read, like, uh, there's a reporter, Diana Moskowitz, who covers a lot about sort of um, domestic violence, intimate, intimate partner violence. And I think there's also a broader question of even if he, you know, is guilty how how can he still like make restitution to his partner there it's it's sort of a what role should his empl- uh, employer be sort of playing here that's separate from the legal system Right. And that's where I think, you know, that's where, Matt, I respect your kind of big picture on some of this stuff when we were, I mean, again, we're all just sitting here passing judgment on these people that we don't know as human beings. And it's, it's what we do to fill up an hour. But so I appreciate the the larger perspective on that stuff, but there is right, Dave, there's a question of what, you know, where, where, where exactly are you slicing that hair? Cause it's, it, it's different. It's also different, different for every observer too. So. And we we have to absorb the things that the information that we're getting through the filters of those people who are absorbing their information and and synthesizing that and spitting it out to us. So every layer of press that it goes through and every layer of of storyteller that it goes through, it gets filtered through their filters. And who knows by the time it gets to us, who knows how close to the truth any of it is. So. So listen, let me, we only have five minutes left. Let me bring up one other thing, which is that, so I just attended a UMass's first game. Um, they played University of Maryland at, um, I wanted to say British Columbia, but it's um, Baltimore County. <laughs> um, and, um, and so uh, UMBC led most of the game. And then I think he's a Penn State uh, transfer, um, Buttrick, big guy he came alive and hit like four three pointers and played blocked some shots and, and sort of led a turnaround. But my whole, my whole reason I'm mentioning it was just how great it was to be at live sports again. It was so the noise, the fun, the, it was just wonderful. Wonderful. I can't believe it's college basketball season already. Love it. Yeah. Best time Good of Lord. year. Best time of yeah. year. Uh, Daryl, how did, how did McCall coach? How do you feel his coaching went? Um, I, you know, I have so little respect for him. He's a great recruiter, but he loses every good player, which makes no sense to me. So I can't really, I mean, that, you know, you, they were just really cold, but the thing is this UMBC, they hit like they, they were, came out, they were hitting everything. They were up, you know, 14 to two or something like that. But then they, they just stopped hitting their shots. So I think it was a talent thing. So I think UMass has a lot of talent. Um, I, but, you know, I don't, my, I, it's hard. I think he's an all right game coach, but I just like, why does he lose every good player? Yeah. Trey Mitchell's at Texas it, now. Trey Mitchell. Could it be more, could it be more it's UMass as opposed to it's McCall? 
UMass had Canby made the final four. Uh, you know, yeah, so there's a reason they kept Canby. Yeah, but they, they paid Canby. <laughs> hey, no, you, you, you got he, one piece of jewelry. <laughs> UMass, UMass kept Dave Hawk for four years. <laughs> can't keep a coach. I, I mean, but they, you, they actually, you they could pay players now. You know, right. Amherst yeah. House of Pizza could sponsor someone. Right. And right. there's enough money Antonio's in and around good. that town too to to you know pay yeah. for some good sponsorships. And you know the community uh, likes the teams. The community supports the teams. Yeah. So it how was, about uh, maybe, maybe the Malachowskis want to sponsor the basketball team? <laughs> but it was uh, it was awesome to see live basketball. It was awesome. How many people were there? Um, well, there was about uh, fifteen hundred students, which isn't bad. Oh, wow. And so I I'm guessing. 3,000 or slightly less. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Cam Newman going back home to Carolina. Yeah. I thought they, yeah. And they weren't going to sign him. At first, they weren't going to sign him. No, they got I, – I think that's great. I think it's good for Cam. I think it's great for Carolina. I was Does reading Cam today have anything all, left? He didn't, like, really yeah. do great for the Patriots. It, I think it's too hard to judge him. We talked about this before when, when they went with Mac Jones – he went through a COVID, a COVID year. True. Right? So, yeah. you know, who even knows? But I was listening to Greg Olson last night and reading an article on everything that Cam Newton meant for Carolina, you know, in the neighborhoods around and, and having him back there. I think it's just a great – it's a good story. I'm rooting good. for him. I hope yeah. he plays well. I hope he stays healthy. Yeah, he may not be a he may not get himself into the Hall of Fame, but I think he deserves credit yeah. for for the, the for the man he's been and for the yeah. the work he's done in the community. He was yeah. a lot of fun for the Patriots, even though he couldn't complete a four yard pass. But yeah. <laughs> and, and and as a media person, I like him because yeah. he gives candid answers. And he was he was always always seemed like he was having fun playing football. And a lot of these guys, him, Aaron Rodgers take everything a little too seriously. So it's good. It's always nice to see somebody having fun at that level. But let me ask the guest, you know, and we did did give you a few chances to talk. You got to admit, but um, (laughs) other other than the Patriots, what other team are you a fan of? Uh, Packers. So uh, the Philadelphia Philadelphia Flyers and hockey. Don't Um, say the 76ers though. No, I don't really watch the NBA. Uh, Okay. we, We had talked about this over the summer, sort of lapsed baseball fan. And, uh, you know, I'm a proud uh, minute person. David Hawk, the man with no soul. Thank you for joining us from <laughs> north of the border, Dave. It's been a pleasure to have you on again. He's got more soul than the three of us put together. Come on. <laughs> uh, it's, been, it's been great to be here. Love having you on, man. Thanks. Thanks yeah, a lot. Dave, thank you very much for coming on. And uh, we'll have to make you a, a three-peat someday. Yeah, and thanks a lot for listening to Valley Free Radio. <laughs>